Alright, here we go, and another episode of This Is A Review. As always, I'm your host, Scott, and I'm joined by... The Ben. The Ben. Joined by the Ben today. Ben, how you doing today? Oh, well, we just had to endure a near two-hour art therapy session at cinema. Yeah, so... so that, it's a mixed bag. Yeah, we're a little uh, little tired. Uh, TVH, <laughs> we just watched Honey Boy. Yeah. Uh, the Shia LaBeouf movie. That's what I'm calling it. So, Honey Boy Where's is, the lie? Where's the lie? Uh, <laughs> Honey Boy was written by Shia LaBeouf. It is largely autobiographical. It's basically supposed to be kind of a fictionalized version of his life mm-hmm. in which he plays his own father. Uh, and he, uh, Shia LaBeouf himself, uh, it's, his name is Otis in the movie. His character, instead of Shia, he's Otis. And he's played by a kid actor. And also Lucas Hedges. Yes. Who you know from every movie about it, angry white people. Lucas Hedges is only in... Mid-90s. <laughs> um, Manchester by the Sea. Um, well, there's that movie where he's in the Pray the Gayaway Camp. Yep, Pray the Gayaway Camp He's always movie. playing angsty, um, white, white, angry He's white in the gay. movie Waves. And I really want to see... Um, yeah, he's yeah. a good actor. Yeah, he's really good. Um, I just think he's very one note. He, yeah, he always is kind of playing this overly angry, angsty character. Well, he's already he's already been boxed in. Like that's he, what I he's mean. He's been boxed in by a very specific like type of character. indie slice of character. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's like you almost get like I kind of get tired of seeing him, but he is well cast as Shia LaBeouf. Yes, <laughs> if you're gonna cast like... somebody as Shia LaBeouf. Perfect casting. Oh, yeah. Now, um, so uh, the movie kind of ping-pongs between uh, Lucas Hedges' version of Shia LaBeouf character. I'm just going to call him Shia LaBeouf, even though it's not technically – it's Otis, but we're calling him Shia it's LaBeouf. It's Shia LaBeouf. Um, it's him in therapy, in rehab, basically, and then, and then springing between young Shia LaBeouf uh, being abused by his dad, played by real Shia LaBeouf. Got it? Are we are – we... Do you get it? This is Shia LaBeouf's movie. Yeah. So this is the ultimate Shia LaBeouf vanity project. And um, basically the whole movie is, hey, Shia LaBeouf has daddy issues. Yeah. You could you could really consolidate the entire movie into that simple statement, and then you don't need to watch this. Roll credits. Roll credits. Uh, this movie, so it's a mixed bag. I think, like, for the most part, it's fairly well acted yeah like all the performances are pretty well done um the cinematography and stuff like that it looks pretty for the most part it's got a nice like indie look to it yeah very, like lo-fi um but like what you actually have here as a movie i found to be kind of a conceptual mess because the idea of shia labeouf playing his dad in the story of his own life is interesting but you don't really get much of his life. Yeah, there's a very hodgepodge together montage in the very beginning, like the first five minutes yeah. of him kind of like living fast and hard. It's basically like his 2008, like 2008 to 2000. The Transformers what, four, years. Yeah, you exactly. see like, a, like You see a movie that's like Transformers. He's getting like explosive shot at him. He's something like Lawless. Yeah. You, you, and it's, it's actually probably the, it's, it is the best part of the movie. And it's, it's honestly mostly the trailer where it's just like him 
montage of different film set parodies, yeah. you know, and um, that's probably the most visually interesting and neat part of the movie, even though, and it's, it's mixed with like him actually being arrested and committing crimes. And so you don't know which parts are movies and which parts yeah. are real life and like, Oh, it's cool. He's living fast and hard. It's a yeah. good, it's good visual storytelling. Cause they kind of blur it together. It's cut together. So quick. We're like, you can't, you're, you're, it's super jarring between like, Oh, being like, involved in a stunt on set to literally being like manhandled by a cop right like irl but then so. you expect like them to go back and kind of slow down and go through those events to some degree to yeah. which they never do yes you there's... never actually get more context as to what was happening there it really the movie expects you to know the story of shia labeouf yeah which is really going back to what i mean by this whole movie is a shia labeouf vanity project um we're going to be unraveling my own personal conspiracy theory about this movie and Shia LaBeouf's career as we go along. So you'll keep hearing the phrase Shia LaBeouf vanity project over and over again. And by the end of this review, it should all come together into a complete uh, Pepe Sylvia esque <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> this is Scott's uh, post-grad thesis. <laughs> yeah. on... The trials and tribulations of uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf in cinema. Well, so this whole movie, I mean, like, you don't, there's not much to talk about here, which is why we almost have to create this whole conspiracy yeah. theory to actually fill out this review. Because, and that's not why I'm doing it, it's more of a personal thing. But um, really, you just get scene after scene after scene of Shia LaBeouf playing this dad character mm. who is mentally and physically abusing his young son who's like 11 or 12 or something in the mm -hmm. movie and for some reason the movie is from almost primarily his perspective and not the victim who is actually young Shia LaBeouf's character and you don't really get enough of his point of view about all these situations you really kind of see him and then it goes back to focusing on these long shots of Shia LaBeouf as an as like his dad just like pontificating or rambling in his drug addled way or whatever the yeah. case for a story being about him as a child and being at one hand like a major star and like uh, like he was on the scene when he was on even Stevens and shit he was already a, he he won an Emmy right. dude he was like a big deal right and then on the other side, being, like, in this really weird, toxic, like, show dad relationship, like, there's something really, like, profoundly interesting well, there. And, and like, that's the thing. They is, never do it. They never dig in. It's all very surface level. It's all very tedious. That's too. what this movie, like, that's where it's taking place is during the, like, even Steven's years for the most part is, like, you see him. He's dressed exactly like Louis Stevens. He's in the costume. And you get a couple of scenes where you see him ending a take or something, but you really, you don't get the dynamic of his show life versus his real life. And even Shia LaBeouf himself admits, so I was just looking at his Wikipedia and trying to do a little research on his actual life, that that show was like one of the best things that happened to him and that he really felt like he grew up on that show. So you needed that. We were missing the contrast of him having this positive reinforcement on set and then mm -hmm. going home and having his awful show dad because the movie 
because it's a Shia LaBeouf vanity piece, feels the need to focus on Shia LaBeouf's own character, which is his dad, to such a degree that it takes away from his own character's story, which is his own life, which is, like, baffling to me. Yeah. And then we never really, you know, as we kind of alluded to, besides this montage of him as an adult, you know, becoming a young actor who's, like, in these huge blockbuster movies... Like, and he's talked about openly in the media about how being in these massive movies and like the hellacious, you know, hundred plus day shoots and like the promotional tours and all that is what wore him down and made him fall out of love with what his passion clearly is like acting and art and storytelling. And we never get any of that either. And like, that would obviously play like a psychological toll and we get no context into that. So we don't see him once again, like the focus of the movie is not Otis or Shia LaBeouf. Mm -hmm. It is his father. And the thing is, is it's not even focusing on his father in a way that you get that much of an insight into his world either, because Mm -hmm. his dad was a Vietnam vet that had a lot of actual PTSD. And instead of focusing on that and why he's doing this crazy shit, it instead tries to focus on Shia LaBeouf as an adult having PTSD from his dad abusing him as a kid who actually had PTSD from being in a war. And it's like, what, what is this like connection that we're making? And I'm sorry, like I, I'm not trying to say that like you can't have PTSD or emotional damage from an mm-hmm. emu- a, 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 a emotionally abusive relationship with your parents, but like, come the fuck on, like. I think they're really trying to milk this for more than it's worth. I mean, this movie, I mean, it's such a close look at his, it's such a like close um, parallel to his life to the point where the end credits show it's just black and white photos of Shia LaBeouf as a kid with his actual dad as a show rodeo clown. So all that is directly taken into the movie. But then as far as I could tell, and I could be wrong, but based on what I was reading online, it does not appear as though Shia LaBeouf ever primarily lived with his father in a hotel, a motel, a shitty motel. Yeah. It seems like him and his mom didn't divorce until later, and then it seems like his mom took care of Shia LaBeouf afterwards. So the idea that like they're completely omitting entire half of his parental structure and only focusing on the mom... It's like you're missing an entire half of the narrative and like it, it just raises all these questions like, okay, we get it. The dad's emotional, uh, emotionally abusive, but like what else is like happening to allow this? And like what are the other factors in his life that are making this more dramatic? Just having negative things happen in its own right is mm-hmm. not that dramatic. It's that there are other positive reinforcements and other forces at will that aren't seen here Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and from what we're doing with our research just before we started recording by his own account he was living with his mom in a poor but not unloving or unhappy situation working as an actor yeah and living with his mom in echo park like and she was like this bohemian lady like Knitting and making well, the, shit. The mom mm-hmm. has zero presence in this film. Yeah. You hear her on the phone maybe two times. Uh, never they, see her. They, she's never seen in the film. Uh, you don't, it's never said that they're divorced or that, but she's never taken care of him. So it's like, it's just, like I said, it just feels like it's omitting so much information that it's just like, yeah, his dad was abusive. I get it. But like, 
what else was happening here because yeah. really at the end of the day what it feels like this movie is accomplishing or trying to accomplish is saying like okay i know i shia labeouf is saying like i know i went through a period where i was this this angry shithead where i was a drunk and i was getting in fights with people in bars and like just being an absolute absolute apprehensible attention whoring shithead who is going out and like trying to create art in public just for attention and all this bullshit that he was doing and mm. his whole like late last since transformers until now is all just it is all because his dad abused him as a kid and like i'm not saying that's not true but like that seems like such a grossly oversimplification of it and I'm sorry, but you cannot blame everything that he did on his dad. Like, that is not – it's too much. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like he's like, oh, I just became my dad and just did everything that he did and just was an absolute shithead. And it's like it ran in the family. It's like, you know, it feels like to me, and this is kind of my conspiracy theory, that Shia LaBeouf, you know, lots of stressors in his life led to him, an abusive background – uh, being blown up as this big yeah. star in a very short amount of time, not having a regular childhood, Growing a lot up of in show business, right. literally, like yeah, like a Dickie that... Roberts thing. Exactly. Like, do you have that's another? It's an old movie, but like that did a better job of showcasing this weird mental progression into this adulthood where you have this weird kind of mental state when yeah. you're older, and the movie ignores most of that and kind of. Like I said, it almost makes me feel like he's just trying to be like, here's a presentation of of what happened to me and how I've grown from it and how I've transcended my own past and I've metamorphosized and I've coming out of this cocoon and now I've presented like I've created this piece of art for you and, and now everyone in the in the film world is eating this up like it's so artistic and amazing and it's yeah. just completely erasing his past and it's like no you are a you are a selfish shitty person Shia LaBeouf I'm talking to you right now who who has created this extremely vain movie that is only in favor in service of like you know what I mean himself and yeah. his own career I don't know like this whole thing just feels like such a evil like oh, I just I hate I hate the whole impetus of this movie and his career and what it's become that like his career, he didn't know what to do with it. Oh. And this is just how he is forged onward. Well, and not only that, like, you know, in a way he has minimized in telling his own story and actually like relaying a more complex, more empathetic experience right. by bottling it all up and be like, Oh, my dad was shitty daddy issues. Right. Instead of like, well, my dad was shitty, but I also was growing up in show business and like had a lot of pressures of fame and like there's no allusions to like the corporate hand. I mean, homeboy worked for Disney for the, the first <laughs> half of his life. Like right. you're telling me that the mouse never had like there was no weird conversation. The Jonas Brothers have even alluded to of like they had to put on a very specific act throughout their entire life. Right. In well, being like a big star of the mouse. It's and just like, missing. None of that. It's missing everything. Like there's not, there's a, there's such a lightness to this movie where you're really not getting any yeah. of the real, like, cause you know, going into this movie, I thought, you know, I have obviously based on the last rant that I just had, 
I'm not a fan of Shia LaBeouf and all this shit that he's done his last 15 years or whatever, where he's been like in the media and just like doing all this weird shit. I've always been the guy folding my arms like the Grinch and being like, I don't care. He's just doing this for attention. You get to this movie and he's not, I, I, I was looking forward to this. I mm-hmm. thought like, okay, I'm going to put all this baggage I have with Shia LaBeouf behind me. I think this is an interesting concept. I think this is something that he seems like he's reflecting on his own life in an interesting way. And I'm, I thought it was a great idea. Unfortunately, watching the movie, you don't get that. You don't get that at all. Like in execution, it is just a very sloppy, uneven, boring kind of experience. And like any hope of like getting an insight as to any wrongdoing on his end is completely gone because it's all, as we have said, just kind of all trashed onto the dad. Yeah. Even though the end of the movie he tries to have like a cathartic moment between him and his dad, but it's like, <sighs> there's never a moment where they make him out to be anything more than a con man and a liar and a piece of shit. Like, there is no redeeming qualities to his dad at any point in this film. No, like from the get go, I mean, he's like kind of like hitting on like a stage hand and like ignoring him while he's like struggling with like a harness from a pie gag. Yeah. And stuff like from the get go, you never really see, you never get any redeeming shred. Like just having his dad be shitty all the time isn't a sympathetic portrayal nor a complex one. No. Like it's all very tedious, all very surface level. Oh, I we're home from dad was awkward and weird on set being my like stage dad. Yeah. And now we go home to motel where we dumpy motel where we live. He's continuing to be awkward and weird. He needs to be awkward and weird and shitty and is making me like rehearse and you know practice juggling and like work on my faces and all this dumb shit. It's like you keep waiting for the other shoe to drop and it never yeah, does. Like it never there's does. you're always waiting for there to be a moment where this this shitty facade drops and you see the real dad come out and it never happens. Oh. There's even moments where you think he's being genuine and then it, you realize that he's just regurgitating shit that other people said. So he is just purely a con man and it's like Either that's true and it's an interesting portrayal or Shia LaBeouf just has an extremely limited view of, of who could be a more complex person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I think whether or not he is a more complex person and I don't even think it's like to defend him. It's just more of an interesting direction to take the film. If we actually saw more insight as to why or what was driving him, which we don't. There's way more material here that does not get touched at all which is very much to the detriment of the movie because as we've kind of hammered here, it's dull, surface level, It is a vanity boring, project vanity for Shia LaBeouf. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is it the is, thesis. This is Oscar bait. This is look at how good I am as an actor, how, how brave it was of me to portray mm-hmm. myself in rehab and, and all this bullshit where mm. it's just like, well, yeah, but you also just, blamed it all on your dad and at no point at zero points in the movie does Shia LaBeouf's character take any responsibility for his own actions because he doesn't even get the opportunity to do so because we're spending time staring at his deadbeat dad 
So on that note, I think we're ready for final thoughts. Yeah. So Ben, final thoughts for Honey Boy. Um, I, I would just add to the fi- my final note is like I obviously like can appreciate art as therapy, and like even if there's a you know twenty five percent maximum of authenticity in this movie, which clearly there is. There's enough real world parallels here where like he's clearly getting something off of his chest, and God bless Yeshaya. Like if this you know, builds up toward a more revelatory, um, you know, moment in your life down the line. Good for you. But as of now, I'm not going to like, you know, bandaid over this being like your little therapy session as movie and let that get away of like critiquing it as a movie. And I think it's like a very surface level, very selective um, way of dealing with it. And yeah, the, on top of it, all the movies, boring as shit and (laughs) i didn't particularly enjoy it and again this is a movie i share your sentiments i was looking forward to like the trailer looked incredibly interesting very metatextual very you know semi-autobiographical i'm like this can be done right like i i think of this as like obviously parallel is eight mile but you actually got the the journey of eminem coming up you've got a sense of like his life and his place and like being in detroit and the circumstances he was facing and like rising out and the shit that he had to deal with to like ascend like for his art and you get none of that here so performances are good some interesting choices sometimes three out of three pies to the face out of ten like yeah um so I have a very cynical view of this movie and of Shia LaBeouf and his entire career. So that's a little asterisk for this entire statement I'm about to make. Um, I think that Shia LaBeouf hit it big with Even Stevens. He got a lot of fame and then he kept on rolling. He got out of the Disney kid thing right away. He directed a few things. He worked, he did Disturbia, Mm -hmm. which was actually a critically acclaimed movie. It's not bad. And then he got into the big budget stuff. He started doing Transformers. That really led him to be a superstar. And then I think he got too full of himself. I think he got into drugs and alcohol. I think he went off the deep end and started being a belligerent asshole in public. And that ruined his career. So what did he do next? He started basking in the metatextual glow of his own failure in his career and turned it into this bullshit art movement, which fooled a lot of people. But his entire career has just turned into this love of his own career and looking back at his own work and saying, like, look at how this has made me into a person. Isn't that deep? No, it's not. It's bullshit. You got really lucky and squandered a potential amazing career into being a shithead alcoholic and bar fighter. And now he has taken all that and it, the promise of actually uh, learning from that experience and making a movie about his entire life, he instead took the low road and just blamed it all on his dad and also used this movie as an opportunity to be uh, as vain as possible by just putting the spotlight on his own performance, even though the movie should have been about him, which is the ultimate irony and how this is the ultimate vanity project that a movie that should have been about Shia LaBeouf as a kid is now about him as his dad because that's who he's playing in the movie. And that is the ultimate disservice to the movie. It should have been his dad's abuse through his own eyes, which is what he experienced, which is the stuff that's good in the movie. Uh, there are good performances and good things about it, but 
Uh, most of that is overshadowed by this being a very, very cynical uh, way of Shia LaBeouf trying to erase his own shitty past and to use it to forge a new path forward as an artist, which he's not. He's a fraud. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, fuck this, fuck this movie. Fuck Shia LaBeouf. And uh, I don't. I give this one, two, I give it two, uh, two Martin Starr performances out of, out of 10 because Martin Starr is in this movie and he's not just playing comedic relief and God bless him for that. I love Martin Starr. Um, Lucas Hedges was good. The kid playing Shia LaBeouf seemed good, but, uh, and even Shia LaBeouf as his dad was okay. But I think even then, I think he overpowered the movie. Even taking away everything that I just said and my rant about Shia LaBeouf and all that, I think just as a presence in the film, it was overburdened. And I think mm-hmm. it took away from what could have been actually great. And I say that with everything else that I said, I think this movie could have been great. And I think it failed miserably in that sense. And it's just pure Oscar bait. And um, I will be sitting at home very angry this year watching the Oscars when uh, inevitably gets nominated for something. (laughs) Academy Award nominee, Shia LaBeouf. If he wins an Academy Award over, say, like, like, um, something like The Lighthouse or something, like, I'm going to be so pissed. Or even like like Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. Joaquin Phoenix and Joker. Like Taron Edgerton and Rocketman, even like yeah. we're going like autobiographies. I thought that was a better like at least like that was fiction. It really like going with it being fictional, like but also <laughs> at the same way telling a more like, accurate telling depiction. a more deep like oh there's a lot of stuff going on that made you know Rocketman is a perfect example of how you don't need to tell the exact story the exact way it happened, but you can still achieve the feeling and the like tone of Mm -hmm. somebody's life story perfectly and And the catharsis of them becoming a better person going through the shit that was i was thinking about rocket man a lot watching this and how it much more deftly juggled stuff and i feel like a lot of people will probably be saying the opposite about this movie Mm. saying how this was so much and i i just thought that was just so (sighs) it was a very frustrating movie to watch it got very old very fast yes Um, so yeah, there's our rant about Honey Boy. Um, don't see it. Skip this movie. Uh, I mean, if you want to see it, you can. Yeah. I'm not going to stop you. I'd encourage you. It's an Amazon movie, so it will be on Prime for like free in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, do so that. You have to make the hassle of going to the theater to see this. There's some good performances. Uh, you know, some interesting scenes, I would say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, the trailer is the best part of this movie. Yeah. This is a really great example of great trailer movie. Um, nothing really worth recommending here. Um, so on that downer of a note, that has been our review of Honey Boy. I don't know what our next review is because our schedules are all fucky these days and you get them when we get them. So... On that note, uh, as always, I'm Scott. I'm Ben. And this has been a review. Thanks for listening.